Hello everybody, greetings and salutations. This is Kevin at Podcast for Me. A podcast for me, of course, and a podcast for you. So if you're listening to this, I dated this one at 2-10-2018. Um, so let's do a little bit of talking about life. Or if you're just listening to this for the first time, let me try to specify what this podcast is all about. We talk about some news, riff on that, then we just riff on notes. I riff, I make these notes as I'm going throughout the day, little thoughts that I have, and I want to pursue those thoughts and see how far they go. And at the end of all this, probably talk about some top 10 something, because I like talking about top 10 somethings. Things I like to talk about, life, science, news, movies, games, nerds, 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 nerds. I am all that is nerd, but there's levels to this game. People get nerdy. They get to an extreme. I'm not, I'm not, I'm like maybe black belt and there's like ninth degree black belt nerd. All right. Without further ado, let's get into some shit. So... Uh, there's a movie coming out called The Black Panther. Tend to see it today. Thir- not today, but um, later this week. Thursday. Looks pretty good. I'm pretty sure it's going to be alright. But the love for this movie is like over proportionate for what I think it's going to be. Kind of like Wonder Woman. Like really good movie, but everyone's like, oh my god, it's the best movie ever. I'm like, easy. Not, not necessarily the best movie ever, but it's a movie nonetheless. It is well done. And now you have another movie called The Black Panther. And now this is um, a thing where there's a bunch of characters that are black in this one. And it's uh, this guy called, I guess, Shatala. And he's a... Is that? Is that what's his name? Katala. Fuck it, he's Black Panther. little funny uh, side note is Coachella? Katala? I forgot his name. little funny thing, though. The enemy... Uh, the ba- the major bad guy in that I think is this guy. I think he has a long name, but his name he's like the evil Black Panther. But in the comic books, his name was Man Ape. So instead of calling him Man Ape or Ape Man, Ape Man, they they, they thought that'd be racially charged if they did that. So he kind of um, he's like fuck that. We'll just name him whatever the fuck his name is. But yeah, man, this Black Panther movie, everyone's raging about it. It hasn't even come out yet. But I theorize it's going to be a good movie, but because it's racially charged, it's going to be an epic movie. Because it's like, you know, black people are finally having their own Marvel character. Not Asians, though. Fuck them. They don't get any face time. Black people do. Because I guess they don't have, there's no such thing as Asian slaves or anything that made a railroad or anything like that. But, you know really see Asian lives matter or anything like that. But, you know, it is a, not to negate the actual uh, black community. That's a thing. You know, they got their they got their black lives matter. Now, people misunderstand that the terminology of that. I, I even think the people who are part of the black lives matter don't even understand what they're doing. See, it's like the cops were killing black people and people were treating black people not equal in some places. And they were tired of getting killed by these police people. So what they wanted to mean is that Black Lives Matter 
black lives matter as well you know we we, we matter too and uh but that doesn't sound right it doesn't roll off the tongue right so they just shorten it to black lives matter and people who uh, shit on this uh movement they're like well what about blue lives they're like it matter too but that's not the point of the movement. The point of the movement is, hey, there's something wrong here when you see a, like a homie in the car. He shouldn't be frisked or fucking shot in his car or anything like that. Or if he's running away, don't shoot him in the back. I mean, sometimes it's okay to let people go or not fuck them up so much pretty sure if they earn the respect they can get be they can be respected and we're talking about police man police are cool but these like guys who fuck shit up need to really get hammered down hard and they don't that's life but the news story i'm actually talking about is the black panther movie is coming out and these fucking guys are coming out with a uh not a protest but they want everyone to sign a petition to make Walt Disney or uh, the makers of um, the Black Panther, they want them to give 25% of their profits to black communities. And that's just fucking ludicrous. So because they made a movie with Black Panther, it's, it's racially charged, they're going to have to give 25% of their money to black communities you know now that is just wrong in fact it's going to hurt any kind of movement towards you know black power you know you want that strong you want that equality and all that but you can't just be fucking there's a movie and you give i want you guys to get 20 that's racist onto itself you know like it's not like movies aren't it's not like movies that have black people in it aren't making money and there's no, there's no reason or course for it. Now, I'm all about the Black Lives Matter. But not this shit. This is nowhere near it. This is not even the same kind of message. No one's shooting anybody or anything. And what do you do with that money? 20%? All 25% is going to go to black communities? Although, that's cool. But why are you going to take the money from the movie? I'm not like holding it down and saying, let's protect movie theaters and shit like that. And maybe they should. But, I mean, you don't get a Black Panther unless they get that money. You know, and then give them 25%. That would be a good PR thing, but it would set a precedent, you know, or and a lot of bitching and moaning. And it, it would just look bad. It's like, here you are trying to earn their respect and trying to be equal. And then you do the thing where, hey, give us money because, you know, what the fuck is that? You know, isn't it enough to make a movie and inspire a whole community of black people? Rather than do something bad to do something good. Like, oh, we got a hero now. I have a person who's representing me and a voice up there. And he's intelligent and he's smart and he's like a badass hero. You know, he doesn't have to do the shit he's doing. But he's doing it nonetheless. He didn't come from poverty, this Black Panther. He's a king. You know, he's already rich. Life good. And... Because of the, his intelligence and everything, he gives back to the community. So if you think about it, if, you, if you're rich and you're black, or African-American if you want to put it that way, and you, then you give back to the community because that's what Black Panther does. I mean, he rules it and everything, but he is giving back to the community because he's helping it out. He doesn't have to. He could just be rich. He doesn't have to engage in any of these battles that Black Panther gets into. It's fucking all good. 
That I mean, that's a good role model. Isn't that enough? No, you want 25% of their fucking profits. You should be ashamed of yourselves for creating that petition. You're going to misconstrue everything. You're going to fuck everything up. Everyone's going to be like, oh, here we go, stealing money. And um, you're going to do more harm than good. Even if they gave that money, it would do more harm than good. Because all the white supremacists and shit will all gang up together and say, see, see what we're saying? Again, you don't need to put no money in. <sighs> so retarded. I don't like it, n- nonetheless. You know, that's... <laughs> You know, here you are toting like, hey, we're equal too and we're awesome and why the police fuck with us and shit. Oh, yeah, give us 25% of your profits. I mean, that's backwards thinking. That's like hardcore. Like, you know, there was a time where liberals were like Republicans. Republicans were like liberals. And then they became like, I guess in Rogan's, Rogan, Ronald Reagan's, um, day and age it became a thing where he was like I, I guess republicans became hardcore but then i thought reagan was a liberal but yeah republicans became more conservative and and liberals became or the democrats became more liberal you know you know change and everything now it seems like we're in a time where the things are reversing where liberals and um, democrats are like hey fucking change everything they're gonna oppress everybody because they're trying to create these equality and of outcome and trying to trying to be too sensitive and, and controlling how people talk, you know, and, and think almost, you know. Speaking of which, that's a nice segue of people controlling shit. Here we go. So I'm going to read this headline. Logan Paul, YouTube stops giving vlogger ad revenue after recent pattern of behavior. So it's Logan Paul, man. He's an idiot, but he's got a YouTube following. He's rich, too, you know, because, you know, he does his thing. And uh, mostly it's mostly kids and shit that are into his shit. All right. And then so it all started with him going into Japan and doing this thing where there's a forest, which is weird, that where people die. It's called the suicide forest. He goes to this fucking forest, looks around, sees a dead person kind of like laughs you know but he's not laughing as in ha 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 this guy's dead it's like what the fuck bah whoa man that's fucking crazy because that's how a person like him would react you know it's crazy he records it and puts it up there and it's poor taste but after that everything he did was scrutinized he's an idiot so he does stupid things and this recent um atrocity of a man what did he do he um i guess he tasered Tasered a rat or some sort. Let me see here. Where does it say? Bring in public, confronting a stranger, entered his home. Whoa, shit. Oh, he pranks people. Yeah, duh. That's I already knew that. 63 million subscribers? Jesus, he's up there. Wow, shit, dude. Ah, well, this, this one didn't really go into detail. But yeah, uh, there was something where he... He tasered a bunch of rats or some shit like that. And you know what's weird about that is like people are okay with killing rats, but you can't, can't taser them. Then he tried to do like CPR to a fucking fish. What happens if you eat the fish? I mean, like, fuck, man. He's doing stupid shit. And um, oh well. But YouTube goes and bans him from ads because they don't want that kind of. I don't even know what they were thinking. Here you go. Here you go. So YouTube, if you think about it, it's very liberal. 
because it posts pretty much everything. It lets you, it's it, it's a service that allows you to put videos on there, uh, whatever whatever is your forte, as long as it's not porn or anything like that. But they put that up there, and um, people have been they had the freedom to show these videos. Knowledge was shared, movies were made. You know, things are happening. You know, it was a it's an open community community. It was like the true dream of liberalism. You know, like free thought, free everything, right? And uh, this Logan Paul comes out and he starts doing shit. He doesn't quite fit the narrative, gets flagged, and boom, he's off because. He's offensive or whatever, you know. When an entity like that, which posts videos and and movies and, and like people's free thought and everything like that, now you got a cool thing. But now you you're censoring people, and what that means is you're censoring people because you feel or they feel that that's not what what I don't know what they should be doing. But can you imagine that? Here you are with free thought, and now things are being censored b- due to an opinion. You know what happens if somebody had an opinion like this? This president is killing millions of people, or some shit like that. Like your revolutionary kind of thing. You know the kind of thing that could change the world, and they don't feel like that creates the narrative that they want, so they could silence them. I mean, here you have a service of freedom, and now it's not free. Because you're censoring. I mean, maybe you could have talked to him. Maybe something happened. I don't know. But you fucking censored a guy. I mean, if you start censoring people for things you don't like, how far does this rabbit hole goal go? Goal. I mean, how, how deep do we go with this when you're censoring things? I don't know. But censorship is never a good thing. I mean, I get you if he's cutting people in half and shit like that. Report him to the police. Don't show the video then. You know, if it's a criminal act, yeah, definitely. The ban is only temporary. But, I mean, when they start doing that, I I know they they do this with other videos too. Like if uh, somebody's talking, just talking, having an intellectual conversation with another intellectual and if you don't agree with it, you can flag it. And this this shit happens. You're like, oh yeah, the racist. Rather than listen to the conversation, they really just label them. And that's the thing that's going on in our world. It's like, are we getting smarter or are we getting dumber? Because it seems to be that how our brains work is there's something that happens and you put it in a label or like a container, you know, as it were, in your head. You're like, this is it. This is where this goes. So say you say, I love guns. Oh, he's a Republican. You know, he's not a complex individual. He's just a Republican. Or you believe that, um, let's see here, that there's aliens out there in, in space. Well, you're a crazy person. See, you just labeled the person a crazy person. Rather than having a conversation with this individual to see how complex they are or if this is legit or not, you just label them. Rather, it's lazy. That's a lazy way of thinking. Someone says something you don't like, you don't try to understand it. That's lazy. But if you're trying to understand the other side, you can disagree, and that's cool. But you can't silence people. And that's what people do. They go, "Oh, I don't want to hear any more because I got the gist of it." Because you're this, you're a chauvinistic pig. Boom. Or you're a misogynist. Or you're a feminist. I don't want to listen to your crazy talk. Or you're an, you know, 
conspiracy theorist or something like that, you know, just because you think that the moon landing wasn't real, you're obviously a conspiracy theorist and, you know, there's no validation. But what about all this other proof that they came up with? I'm not a, I'm not an anti-moon lander, know this, but I mean, there's questions. Why not have a conversation? Why, why do we, I, I even, even the flat earthers, let's see, I totally think they're crazy myself, but if you just have a conversation with them, maybe you can disprove them. And of course, like Neil deGrasse Tyson said, like, yeah, you ask them what kind of evidence would it take to convince you of what you're saying is wrong. They can't answer. Then you don't talk to them. Yeah, I mean, because what's the point? You're wasting time. You can go that direction. But censoring a person, mm-mm, should not do. For when we start censoring people and labeling, uh, nothing's going to ever move forward. Because we're just being oppressive. We're like, whatever you're saying is hateful or hurtful to me right now. So that I'm going to consider that assault. See, that's stupid too. Because say that I say something hurts your feelings, but a week from now you think, oh, you know what, that guy was right. And it did more good than harm. You know, like, stop doing drugs. That hurts my feelings. Then they stop doing drugs, you know. I mean, there's many uh, uh, aspects of this, but like sometimes you're wrong, you know, and you should discuss it. Like if you want to turn your boy, your four-year-old boy into a girl because they feel like they're a girl, so you give them hormone blockers, we're not going to have a discussion about that. I'm transgenderphobic because of this because I, cause I, don't, I don't think a little child should take chemicals to neuter themselves. I mean, this is a real thing, you know. I'm, I'm bouncing all over the place with things, but... This is where society is going. We're we're going we're getting to a place where we're being oppressive, you know, like, hey, you know, I don't like what you're saying, you're this or yeah, this doesn't agree. And even when you fucking Google something, you don't Google like say you think uh oh nine eleven was real or fake. You would type in nine eleven was fake or nine eleven wasn't fake as opposed to just di- dialing what happened on nine eleven. You know, where you can get, like, you know, the facts on both ends. You know, you just kind of Google in a way where you it's it's biased, you know, how you're right. Say there's a pay gap, you know, you want to Google, you want to disprove the, the, the pay gap. So you Google, hey, uh, what, uh, the, the, the debunk uh, pay gap, you know, as opposed to, put pay gap and read the actual statistics if you read the actual actual statistics you get more information and you have a more conversation a nuanced conversation because life is complex everything is complex everything must be decompressed everything must be spoken and, and out loud and, and have a conversation and if I, you know me I'll, i want a mediator so if you have like a, <laughs> if you listen to my other podcasts i'm all about that but enough logan paul what's my next one? Oh, i meant to read this so, let's see here. Let me peruse this. So, I perused this article about, um, Jesus, man, that's crazy. Um, Roman Pulaski. Uh, so, this guy's a pretty good director or producer. And um, back in the day, he fucking, uh, he hooked up with this 13-year-old girl. Gave her some quaaludes, you know, Bill Cosby style. And, um, did some things to her. I'm not going to go into detail, but he did some things to her that are hardcore and illegal. I mean, that's why we have law, you know. 
And uh, so this article is about the rape victim. The rape victim, whoa. Okay, so I guess Roman Polanski calls the rape victim, the lady, the girl that he's with, and apologizes. She accepts it, so she starts talking, talks about his movies, and basically she's moved past this. Uh, she's like totally okay with all this. She goes, yeah, it sucked that that happened. It sucks that whatever happened between us is being used to destroy your career. I quit Tarantino. I quit Tarantino's stupid, too. Like, he said something to the... Man, he's such a good director, man. <laughs> it seems like talent comes from crazy people. So, like... So here, here we go. So the, uh, Quentin Tarantino said on the Howard Stern show when this shit went down, he goes, he didn't rape a 13-year-old. It was statutory rape. He had sex with a minor. That's not rape. So, yeah. So he issued a public apology for that one. Um, here's the cold truth, guys. Uh, if, if you're an adult and you have sex with someone under 18, I guess that is law. Especially when you go for the thirteen. Now, a thirteen-year-old could be cool with it, and, that, and that's that's okay with thirteen-year-old. But the adult should know better, and that's why the adult doesn't get with a thirteen-year-old, and that's why it's a law. You know, you're you know better, and yet you gave her fucking quaaludes, and you fucking raped her. And that was terrible. So what happens to this guy? He, uh, he does that, goes to jail for like forty-five days, and then he, as soon as he gets out on parole, he leaves the country. So, because he doesn't go to jail. And uh, she's totally okay with it. So, like, as you read this article, she talks about a movie. So it seems like as you're reading the interview between the rape victim and the interviewer, it seems like she's trying to get into the movie business and using this to get in there. That's terrible. And people blame the mother. How, how could you let a, mo- a 13-year-old girl get with this fucking... Oh, God, this is disgusting. I cannot quantify that thought process if i had a 13 year old girl and an older man said hey i want to take her to my house i feel a sense of disgust like no other like it's deep into my stomach i'm fucking grossed out by that the idea that you would just be like yeah 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 go ahead but i could tell it made a big difference to my mom and my dad made her all right now nah, you should always forever feel fucking shitty parents you were shitty parents damn dude i'm really trying to see the other side of this but i would never let my kid get with a fucking older man you know by themselves God, i'm so mad that makes me so mad <laughs> but she's okay with it and i mean what what, what what do you get out of this you know so someone was 13 grows up and thinks that what happened to them was okay and you know what go for it you can have those thoughts but the action that which he did is still wrong just as if like someone said go ahead and kill me and then you kill him and say you bring him back you know and they say oh yeah but i wanted this it's still wrong guy it's still wrong you fucking did a horrible thing and you know what it's weird too because Everyone applauded him. Whoopi Goldberg came to his defense. I like Whoopi Goldberg, though. I I, I listened to it. She's very nuanced. She did. She started out heavy-handed. I'm already mad at her for that. She's like, yeah, but we don't. It's statutory rape. It isn't rape. Da, 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 da. He goes, I don't want my 13-year-old, 14-year-old getting it on with a guy like that, you know. And 
shit, but it did happen, you know, it was consensual, and I'm like, it's not consensual because you just manipulated a little girl into doing some things, that's super fucked up, and you drugged her, for fucking what you're doing to Cosby, why don't you get him, why is his fucking name, you know, like, and you and McGregor, like, there's a bunch of people who are defending this fucking guy, and... At this point, I'm just disgusted with Hollywood because it's it's a normal thing and it's totally cool. Hey, I'm 13. I'm going to go get it on with the 30-year-old. Yeah, good times. Uh, that's fucked up. And why? what's with you parents? Why are you letting this shit go down? Why are you whoring out your kid? Alcohol and pills at Jack Nicholson's Hollywood home. This is old rage, so what the fuck do I care? But... She's obviously trying to make money off this. Maybe in a dark moment when she's by herself, she kind of understands what's going on. Because this seems to be, like, as you're reading it, a bunch of fucking lies. You know. I mean, it was to get with... Oh, Jesus. It's just to make money, man. That's all that was. Don't fool yourself. Thinking that I went down. I looked at several videos. Yeah, they're all trying to... I, I, it, it was like a, a bit of a debate, you know. They were like, "Hey, yeah, uh, well, this shit happened," you know, <laughs> and, and like, it, it should it, well, should it be? And no, it should not. That's why law exists. That Whoopi Goldberg goes in some countries, fourteen's different than, than here, and she's right, but not in America. And we're like the forefront of humanity. We're trying to move and progress forward, not backwards. If anything, really, people shouldn't be allowed. Until they're, you know, brain fully develops, if anything. But that shit's going to happen. People are going to fuck. People over 18 should know better. You know. If you're fucking 40, shit, you really should know. Maybe it should be some kind of a scaling. If you're 20, you get with a 13. Fuck, that's just wrong, you know. There's a reason why (laughs) that's a law. You know. Nah, well. Uh, Let's see here. Um... So let's get into the next section, riffing. As a upcoming podcaster, learning the ways of podcasting, I felt it necessary to evolve. And with this podcast, uh, I wanted to try labeling sections of what I do. So when I do a podcast, I've noticed that I will do I'll talk a little bit, you know, like some intro kind of thing, what's going on in life. And then I'll talk about some news. And then I'll riff about a bunch of things I wrote down on a little notepad. And then maybe review something nerdy and try to do it like a top ten of something. So for now on, I think I'll just label what's going down. And uh, maybe eventually when I get to Podcast 300, I'll insert a little music songs or something like that within the um tidbit i find it that though the longer reviews of games i think i'm or i think uh like a long review like of a show or movie i'll just do separately but for the purposes of podcasting uh like to to, to claim the moniker that i'm a nerd i gotta i gotta put in some nerd stuff so if i review a game or a show i do a quick review and i'll enlist it in my main podcast but yeah so in this section i will call this riffing 
because that's usually what I'm doing. I'm reading notes that I came up with thoughts throughout the days and within the week. And then I riff about what my take is on certain things, you know. And literally I'm riffing about riffing. And I'm riffing about what I'm going to do within this podcast. So without further ado, uh, let's get into some some notes. Uh, let see here. Oh, I got this uh, note. Life is hard. I wrote this in the sad, when I was sad face. Because, like, uh, my kid got sick again. And he's been getting sick. Uh, he's been sick since December. And it's February. And, you know, it's always on and off. And, you know, it's very uh, disabling, you know, because you got you to gotta take time off of work. And then you got to go and uh, get the kid. And you have to act like you're not mad. But you are mad. You really are. You're mad because you had to, like, leave work, you know. And that there's like a like for me i feel that there's a counter you know like a ticking counter for each person and that garnishes your rep and the more respected you are the more your rep is you know the easier your job is you know and then like a lot of people think no there's no such thing and things like that but no there is i mean you could be the best worker on the face of the planet but if you're uh you're a dick most people are not gonna like you you know this is only applies to i think uh, lower level bottom feeders because like if you're like on top of the world on top of everybody you'd be a dick you've earned that i guess but if you're working for people and under people usually you have to you know accrue rep reputation reputation you know and, like, you think of it like a counter, you know, always raising as you're doing good. It lowers when you do bad. And then when you leave work and everyone has to work harder, it's just, like, they don't want to think. At that time, I'm pretty sure they're not like, oh, fuck this guy. But through that, when they're working harder, they'll nitpick whatever little thing that you do. Like if you trip or fell or cursed out loud or something, something to that effect. I notice it, too. If I'm working hard. Like a checking a patient, stressing about getting these medications in, you know, and the patients aren't there, are getting mad at you, and you're not X-raying fast enough, or something like that, you know, you're getting stressing out. You start noticing mistakes, and usually when you're in a good mood, mistakes don't really bother you, but when you're in a bad mood, mistakes bother you, you know. Uh, if you're on the beach and you trip, you're not that angry. If you uh, having a bad day and you trip, yeah, you're you're gonna fucking explode. So, for instance, um, like, yeah. Anyways, so if you if you leave work and when you when everyone kind of needs you, and they start stressing, I feel that they will then start, you know, folk redirecting their anger towards other outward towards other people. That's what people do. They don't really direct their anger towards themselves. I mean, I guess there's outliers out there, people like whipping themselves or what have you. But, um, yeah, I just think that that's what people do. They just, uh, they lash out. And um, I have that in my head as I'm, like, leaving work to pick up my kid or some shit like that. And it sucks, too, because, like, you know, uh, money and everything, you know, you, you, you know, you get that sick pay or whatever. But um, I don't know. Costs money to go to the doctor. Costs money to get antibiotics and things like that. And, you know, when you're budgeting and everything like that, that kind of hurts. But that is a bit of a Debbie Downer, right? I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. But I'm just saying, life is hard. So what can you do about it? 
Well, it's easy. Push forward. Move forward. Everything's always temporary. Because every bad thing leads into a good thing, and every good thing leads into a bad thing. So everything's just temporary, even the bad days that you have. You know, at the time, it sucked. And, you know, you have to have a straight face about it. You know, you can't be angry. You know, you can't, you can't show your kid that this sucks, man. You know, there's a lot of driving, too, because where I live, um, it, it takes me an hour to pick up my kid who's sick at school. So I have to go take an hour, pick him up, and then it takes me another hour to get to a place where he can be seen because of insurance reasons. And then you got to wait. And then, like, your kid's sick, by the way. So that's that's weighing on you, and then you, you're trying to be all right about it. You know, you can't be angry about it. You get seen, you get antibiotics, and you go. It takes like 30 minutes to get the antibiotics. Oh, it's not there, so you got to play it cool. And you have choices in real time. What do you do? Do you wait for your medications to be called in by the doctor who forgot, or do you uh, take your kid home, which takes another 30 minutes, and then drive all the way back down to get the medicine? And then drive all of it back. And, you know, this is hours wasted, you know. And But you do it. And you move forward. And you're better for it. Kids better. Feels better. And that was only temporary. That was a, that was a, that was a time ago. And it just sucks that, that that worked out that way. It would be great if I made enough money where I could live in a place where things are real close. You know, I like where I live. You know, it's wilderness and everything. But, um, yeah, well, there is no but. That's, it is what it is, you know. That's a true thing, you know. And that's, uh, that's uh, a note I wrote down. I was like, yeah, life is hard. <laughs> I tried to instill that in my kid, you know. I, I'm like, uh, he gets all mad about socks, you know. Socks don't fit right, you know, they're too big. Too small, I get, but too big is his thing. And I'm like, put your feet fit in there, and, and you go in your shoe. Just, just, just do it. And he goes, oh, but it doesn't feel comfortable. And I'm like, well, life is pretty hard. If you can't handle some socks that are a little bit bigger than what you're used to, then you're not going to be handling things you that you have no control over. You have control over this. And the socks, you can get over that. But say you're walking, you break your leg from somewhere in the middle of nowhere. You know, you're on your own. That's some heavy shit to say to a kid, but... I'm a firm believer. Throw some, you know, push hard, you know, get hard. No, that's not good. Push hard, thrive hard. Maybe hard shouldn't be the second part of that saying. I don't know. I'm just riffing because this is what this section's about, riffing. (laughs) Another note I had was um, segue into talking about hard. Uh, this one guy, they got this blood pressure medicine uh, called Ravascio, and uh, it's actually Viagra, but I guess it doubles as a heart medicine. So to get it, you'd just say, oh, I have hypertension or uh, something wrong with my heart or something. I need blood pressure medicine or some shit like that, right? And you can get it. Um, there's other ways to get it, but that's one way you would say, you know. And um, can you imagine... You know, your doctor prescribing that as a heart, blood pressure medicine. Say you, So what happens when you go to the doctors, they prescribe something, and if it doesn't work, like you have a reaction to it, they'll usually prescribe something else, a bit, bit of trial and error. It's the way it is. Science hasn't progressed to a point where they just know. Sorry, everybody. But it's, it's an illusion where the doctor just knows everything. They know a lot, though, more than you. 
well, unless you're a doctor. But, um, yeah, man, imagine your doctor prescribing some Viagra as a blood pressure medicine because it's the only thing you take. Can you just imagine that? You just, uh, I guess not a woman, but God can understand, like, the the complexities of that. You know, here's this life-saving medication because your heart doesn't work right, and you're just, like, hard as fuck, you know? <laughs> Certain it doesn't. I I'm I'm pretty sure it doesn't like insta. You take it and you're you get a boner. But like one wrong move, a little bit of wind hits you just right, and all of a sudden you have a boner for eight hours. Fuck that. I mean four hours. I think it's four hours. I don't know the time. I've never taken it before. But damn, can you imagine that shit walking around with a boner just to just so your heart keeps going? Like. Don't clip a corner wrong, you know. You either walk all awkwardly. You're all looking when you're looking at people. You're making sure they're not looking at your crotch, that kind of thing. Well, I guess if you have a small penis, then it's not that big of a deal. But a boner's a boner, man. You're wearing khaki pants, boners piercing it out. It's gonna get you. Shit, man. In this uh, environment, people might think uh, hashtag me too. He put that boner towards me. You know, but it's my blood pressure medicine. God damn it! No, you're done. <laughs> um, yeah, boners. This guy was really hardcore about it too. I was uh, prescribing this medication hardcore. You guys don't even know the context of what I'm talking about. I just started riffing. This guy needed uh, this uh, Revachio this, uh, this, or Viagra or something like that. You were you wanted a lot, and I was just like, damn. I mean, I guess you want it for offhand, but, like, just in case, you know, you never know. You know, you don't want to be out, I guess. But it sucks, like, you have to be in a position where you need that stuff. Man, that would suck, taking a pill just to get hard. Yeah. So it should be some kind of a natural thing. That's how we are in this generation, aren't we? Uh, rather than uh, put work in or nutrition, we go to our doctors get drugs to make whatever state that we want that's a pretty crazy thing though 300 years ago if you were to tell somebody you take a pill and you're instant hard they'd be like what but i wonder if they even had those kinds of problems back then i mean come on i mean they didn't have any kind of stimuli i mean it's not like they had tv or anything and they see an ankle they're like what the fuck <laughs> let's see here we got Owning up to failures. <laughs> this is more to the point of when I was talking earlier about, you know, when you're angry, you notice mistakes, you know. And uh, it wasn't me, but a coworker of mine, she noticed the mistake this other person made. And this person makes a lot of mistakes. And that's just, that's just, a, just a thing. You know, I've worked in a lot of places where people make mistakes. And I've noticed that some people, they just get away with it. They just keep making mistakes. They keep getting away with it. As long as they're not in a part of a job where someone's going to die. Now, you know, I've been in places, you know, I've been in the Navy, man. People make mistakes. It seems to be the only way they get out of it, and they cry. I just don't understand how that works, you know. You make the sad face, and, and they get out of it. And, you know, from my experience, it's usually the, the girl, the female generation that does that. That kind of sucks, right? Because you don't want to think that, right? It's sexist, right? But that's what I've seen. You know, I don't see many guys crying and then, you know, they kind of get what they want. You know, there's whining. That's that's different. I've seen that. 
Whoa, I never get what I want. Yeah, 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 yeah. That works too. But I mean, like, literally tears out of eyes. You know, oh, woe is me. They're always yelling at me. Why are they yelling at you? Oh, because they made this mistake. Well, ah, you made a mistake, huh? And why is that a bad thing? You know, if you make a mistake, why, why is that a bad thing that we don't punish mistakes? You know, I mean, like, in the sense, like, hey, why'd you fuck up or something? I don't know. I mean, if, if a person's not learning from their mistakes, I mean, what? I always, I'm a firm believer, shame uh, really works, you know, to help people not make mistakes as opposed to pain or any kind of punishment, really. Uh, I remember um, listening to this, I think it was Radio Lab or Freakonomics, one of those podcasts, and it was like the, um, the, the drought. There was a drought in Texas, and, you, and, and the, they weren't supposed to water their lawns. And so they gave them penalties if they watered their lawns or some shit like that. And you could tell how they watered the lawns because they still have green grass, you know, in a drought. They should have no grass, you know. And um, so they would penalize these people and that wouldn't work. And they did all sorts of punishments, you know. And then uh, it turns out, like, if you were to post, like, they would, they would, how would they do that? They would publicly post who's using water you know this person's you and your name and everything and you just be like holy shit ooh!" and that worked better it seemed to be that people were more afraid of being shamed out of the the community than to be punished and that's a that's a tribal thing right you know um you got a group of people and tribe and uh just think back in the day and someone did something wrong you could punish them and they feel pretty bad, but if you just ex exiled them, that they knew that meant death. You know, that person leaving the tribe might die, you know, because of the wilderness and everything. Because you're stronger in a group, you know. That's how people survive, you know, thousands of years. They, they got together in groups. And that's why now you got kids who love teddy bears, you know. Bears fucking kill you. They eat their own babies. And uh, we, we have bears. We, we, we um, made them look yummy and nice. You know, Care Bears and all that good stuff. But the reason we do this is because we have cities and shit. We're a big tribe where nothing can't touch us, that kind of thing. Which is, a, which is a lie. I mean, a bear comes into your house, you're fucking dead. <laughs> but because you've lived in a city all your life, you haven't even seen a bear, really. I mean, you don't think it exists. But it does. Everything exists. Just, you're just more apart from it. And more to the point with tribes, I mean, it was the same thing. You know, people went to tribe and they felt very comfortable. And, you know, like if you were a shitbag, they'd kick you out. You know, and then you felt bad about that. So you really wanted to please other people. So everyone together felt like they wanted to be, you know, cool with each other. And, you know, that's your shame. That's that's what that is. You're like, oh, shit. When you get outed, you're like, oh, you're in danger of getting, not kicked out of the tribe per se, but out of the respect level that you were in. You know, you have a community and everyone doesn't like you. You don't like that feeling. Because I think at a genetic level, you, you like to belong. I think people want to belong. You know, that's why everyone's all fucking shitty sometimes, man. They don't have a place. Especially military, I mean. Here you are, you have a system, it's not perfect, but it works, and then you have purpose, 
then you get out of the military and it's kind of just free reign, right? You don't really have a purpose, you know. You know, unless you have, you know, one of them, like a job that kind of correlates with another job. It is a difference, though, when you're in um, when you're in the military, it's there's structure, but there's also politics. When you get out, it's more politics, less structure. You know, like uh, you have the alphas, and they really run things. You know, even if they're lower level bottom feeder, you still got an alpha amongst the group. You got the guy or the girl who you don't say anything to oppose, you know, whatever they say goes pretty much, you know, even if they're not the leader by, by job or billet, if you're in the Navy, they just, and for some reason, people just listen to what they say. You see that a lot, even if they're like wrong, you'll see them say something and then like everyone will just agree, you know, it's weird that those exist. You know, women are, should be the alphas right i mean especially if they're hot because like you know us, us as guys we're not going to just be like yo get with me you know no they get the choice all right now nah, i don't want to get with you i want to get with this guy who's abusive maybe i don't know i'm just riffing riffing <laughs> yeah, they should be more alpha I think that's going to really, society has really created a dynamic in which I think women will be in charge soon. So if you listen to this 100 years from now, guys, I predicted it. That's why That's why they're cutting your balls off. <laughs> Something like that. That's scary. <laughs> that's the thing. <laughs> um, Star Trek. Yeah, well, give me a second. Let me drink this water here. Uh, listen to that. I was listening to podcasts. I, I listen to one podcast. I, I I listen to a lot of podcasts. Really, my whole life is podcasting, living, listening, and making. And um, I'm a big Star Trek nerd. And they got this one called uh, Disco Shuttle Bay, Disco at the Shuttle Bay, something like that. And they talk about Star Trek Discovery. And they're nerds. You can tell. There's a scientist in there. They're, and two two guy nerds and one scientist lady. They're pretty cool. I like them. But they are like the opposite of me in the sense that, like, we're, we're Star Trek fans. They don't like aspects of Discovery that I like, you know. And they get hung up on little things. Well, I consider little, you know. Like, uh, they get they get mad about in Star Trek Discovery. They got this thing called a spore drive, which makes them go anywhere, teleport anywhere, that kind of thing. Um, but this is this the Star Trek show takes place before all the other star treks ish i guess after enterprise but i digress and the common theme here or thought process is that they got to explain why the spore drive it doesn't work like because in other star treks they don't use this 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 super awesome thing that they keep using so why why isn't they're not using them so they these these people that i listen to they're cool, man. They I like I like hearing the opposite side of things I think of because it makes me stronger. It makes me think, well, yeah, I didn't think of it that way. Or nah, I don't agree. And that's good. I think that's a good thing to to listen to what you disagree with. It creates understanding, you know. Um they they just can't get over the spore drive thing and they 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 want to identify a theme for the show, right? And um, and if you ever watch Star Trek and all their iterations, 
really was no theme for the show. There was a theme per episode. Maybe a couple of times you had a couple episodes of Connect, you know, and that would have a, a general theme. But each episode had its own theme. An overall arcing theme for Star Trek was more of a um, an adventure, I guess, a series of adventures, you know. And what makes Discovery differ from all the other Star Treks really is because they, it has a constant story. It seems like one shit's happening after another, but within a linear path, you know. And uh, they they don't they were talking about how there was no theme of the show, and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Star Trek never really had a theme of the show, you know. It's cool to capsulize, you know. At the very end of Star Trek: Next Generation, Q pretty much sums up the entire show, you know. And he says, hey man, you're Trek amongst the stars, you know. All you guys would do things, develop data, you know, things like that. He even says that. He even says, you know, turning robots into humans or some shit like that. And uh, you had so much potential, but you guys didn't really do anything. And he's right, you know. That's what that show was. They didn't really do anything. They just they just went in different directions and things. Deep Space Nine tried to uh, push forward a narrative, and to some extent, it did. It did. It it, it continued um, some of the because the first, if you ever watched that show, the first two seasons were trash, but um, after that, it's pretty good. It's a really good show, and it's. The theme of that show was nothing, really. There was no, there was no theme, but every once, but they had like a good, solid two, three seasons where they were doing things, and that was a theme. And then Voyager could, that had a theme, getting home. And that that would be it. That would be your thing. And Enterprise was exploring. So I just went through everything. And Star Trek, the original Star Trek, had no thing. It was just things were happening. They were. Ex- the whole show was just trying to explore social ta- taboos, which is the pinnacle of sci-fi, is figuring out sci-fi taboos, like having a discussion about society through science fiction, you know. And that'd be the, the high point of science fiction. And these fucking guys are just like, what the fuck, man? What's the theme of the show? But we did agree on some points on the, um, what is it? What is it called? The, uh, uh, the not, not enough time is going by for character development. They haven't earned certain things, and I agree with them. But, uh, yeah, it, it's a weird thing when Star Trek fans uh, disagree with each other. <laughs> you know, it, it, there is a lot of dissidence in Star Trek. Discovery is a crazy thing. I listened to another podcast called The Greatest Generation or Greatest Discovery Generation, something like that. And those guys, they love it. And they, they they pick apart that show too and they talk about their gripes but they generally like the show and they like what i like and i like that and so yeah in one category people like the show another category they say they like the show but they hate on it <laughs> you know there's a there's a genuine uh understanding you know that you can achieve when you when you're ragging on a show and really getting hung up on some things because really storytelling it, you could change anything right i mean like with the spore drive that could be the entire show and you can then just tape it up at the very end you know but they did prove they did bring up one point about resetting the whole timeline yeah i i hate time travel in a show because it it, it can be con it it's dangerous because it can be convoluted, you know. You could, you could literally just reset the whole thing, and the whole thing was for nothing, you know. And that's dangerous, I think, for a show.
I think that's what they're going to do, though. They have no other course of action. You know, and then, you know, another thing they talked about was, like, the Klingon War and how come this sounds pretty bad, but they never bring it up. I'm all like, there's no point to bringing it up. I mean, they just they, they talked about the Klingon War. Yeah, that happened. But it wasn't a thing in which, like, um, like, like, where it needed to be brought up all the time. It's not like you're bringing up World War II or, you know, Civil War. You know, only in an instance would you bring it up. You know, I don't know. I think they overreacted on some things. But, hey, everyone's entitled to opinion. My opinion is it about their opinion about an opinion of a show. Oh. <laughs> so, I saw my dog. He, <laughs> she, uh, she opened the door with her face. And I thought to myself, that's a trippy thing, you know, a dog using their face to do things can you imagine a world in which you had to use your face to do everything i mean like opening a door with your face eating your food with your face licking your butt with your face you know uh, what else do you do with your face you do lots of things with your face i mean if you're a dog <laughs> yeah well that's about eating food imagine hunting with your face you know you have to like bite into their neck and then eat into their guts with your face that suck <laughs> uh let's see here what do we got since we're in the riffing phase let's riff some more um i got some unable to read a label on a box oh yeah so an incident happened <laughs> maybe i should come up with this section called shit that happens at work ah, I like littering that throughout the podcast um this one lady she didn't know how to read a label on a box she had some kind of a birth control thing and she she started reading off the manufacturer and things like that and i'm like how in the fuck can you not read a label like how did, how in the world did you get to this level where you can't read a label uh if you have birth control or anything really a product the the name is the biggest thing because it's labeled so I, I was just it just blew my mind. I was I was captivated by a lady who later guy, I can't remember, who could read a uh, label on a box. Can you imagine that? <laughs> just looking at things like, oh, I need cereal. What what's this cereal called? Manufactured by Mills. Hmm. Okay. I hope there's chocolate in it. <laughs> yeah, that happened. That was a real thing. Let's go to the next page here. I think I have inequality for the next topic. Yeah. Inequality, equality, opportunity, all that bullshit. So there's a thing happening where I read this uh, article in the Washington Post. Uh, here are the facts behind that 79-cent pay gap factoid. So there's a thing in which, you know, um, uh, people make it, – it said that the women make uh, less money than men, you know. And that's it. And so we got to change all of everything to make this right. You know, how dare this happen? But when you broke the numbers down, and if you read the Washington Post, they have sources and shit like that. They broke down a good majority of why that is. Um, it's like, uh, it's mostly like they gave percentages of women who take more time off for their kids and shit. 
I mean, and then like they gave like extra percentages for per kid. And that makes a kind of sense, doesn't it? You know, if you're a mother, you get to take time off, take care of your kid. I mean, I do it myself, but my wife does most of it. But I mean, I'm not saying that I'm like the simple uh, man, woman dynamic in uh, America. But I mean, that is a percentage and that's a real fact that, you know, women take time off, you know, especially if they're pregnant. They take like three months off or uh, 12 weeks, if you want to say, take care of their kid. And of course, that's that's good. And they get paid and everything like that. But that's not a, I don't think that's a, uh, equated in the, uh, uh, the the simple 79 cents. And I wonder why is that being pushed? Why is that an agenda? It's like they found something. Uh, they by they I mean I guess Democrats really or any kind of political group are trying to use that as a catapult to get more votes in some, whatever dynamic you're in you know it's becoming a normal thing rather than discussing why that's happening because how can you fix a problem if you don't know what it is and that's a big thing I tell that to my kid all the time I mean he has problems doing something we have to figure out why if you figure out why things are happening, then you can fix it. And if you just make a blanket, lazy, staple uh, statement, uh, putting something into a label like, oh, obviously it's because it's discrimination. Well, is that really a fact? Is it 100% of discrimination? No, not really. It is probably a percentage. But there's other percentages that could truly be hammered out. I mean, if you really wanted to or discussed. They say that um, one statistic was um, men work more overtime or men were – it's the fields that they go into. Like women would go into a less paying field. Men would go into a higher paying field like engineering, shit like that. It's not like women can't be engineers. They just don't go into those jobs as much as men. So, I mean, if you want to crunch that fact or – uh, you want to fix that percentage of women not making as much, then galvanize the women into being into those fields. Now, you, it'd be weird, though, if you started paying them more because that would be reverse discrimination. Now you're discrimination against men just so you can bring up women. You have to do something to entice them. What, what is it in the engineering field that they don't want to do? I mean, really tackle those issues. That's how you fix that problem. Figure out what's wrong and incentivize without uh you know decreasing the amount how men make or trying to give them a raise higher than men so that they are more like wanting to go in there you know like we have a system in place where if you work hard in some ass in some jobs you get paid more you get res respect and they pay you more that's a thing in america and that's a good thing competition's good you want the best people to do the best job and you want people to defeat the other one so it's constantly pushing forward and this is a good thing and america's moving away from this i don't know why but we, for some reason we're moving away from they who work hard get paid more and it's more like everyone gotta get paid the same or something like that that's that's moving towards communism is that the natural progression of people i don't know but this whole let's just pay uh, the other gender more money is not a thing. Why don't we crunch the numbers? Why aren't there more engineers? Their other jobs are like uh, police and firemen. I mean, the, uh, there's not that many w women to men uh, ratio. I mean, police make a certain amount of money. 
So if you don't have that many women working those fields, you know, and then other jobs like mining or something like that or underwater mining, you know, that's a thing, you know, that's dangerous and they get paid a lot. And there's statistics like what men die more in their jobs than women. You know, I mean, it's, it's all because of what jobs and professions they go into, not discrimination. Although that is a fact, that is a actual percentage. I mean, I don't know how they got that. Like I hired this man over this woman, you know. It, I mean, it's very nuanced and it's very complicated. It's not as simple as saying, yeah, obviously they just make more, you know. Uh, and then there, there's obviously a disparity there. So we got to fix that. So that's, I mean, it, it it's more nuanced than that. And I am repeating myself, but you know what? Why don't you Google some Jordan Peterson? You know, not one of those things where he says he owns. Just 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 one of his discussions, or, or take one of his classes. They're online. You can get them. I'm not a member of fucking whatever, and I haven't gotten them, but I, I've seen his YouTube videos. And that guy, he's on point. And it's easy for people to just label him in some way rather than trying to listen, you know. I like to listen and then come up with my own decision as opposed to trying to argue with somebody. It seems to be when people are talking to another person with a different fact or um, a, a thought or a, or a view on something, it becomes an argument in the way of how I can get you to think the way I do and vice versa as opposed to listening to what's going on and saying, yeah, I could see that. Or, nah, I disagree, but I don't think we're going to get anywhere. That is a true intellectual conversation. And um, that's mostly it on my... It, 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 so you got equality, right? Everyone getting paid the same. That's cool. But you want equality of opportunity. Meaning everyone has the same chance to make more money than the other. Whether it be man or woman. That is what you want. I have a job. Who's the best? I'm not discriminating. Who's the best? Well, she's the best for this job. This other guy, he didn't make the cut. So she makes more money. Or he makes more money because he does a better job. And he, she didn't make the cut. That is, the, that is opportunity. You had the opportunity. You just didn't bring it, you know? And we shouldn't, like, if we're having a race... Um, the second place winner, oh, well, that person should win because they're female. No, in the race, it's the winner. The winner is the winner. And it's tough because when you're talking about engineering and things like that, I mean, how, how do you go about thinking who's the best? Is it the best by knowledge? I don't know. That's, that's per the person and whatever. Create your own set of tests. But equal opportunity is what we should be striving for, not outcome which when Jordan Peterson says outcome equality of outcome he means rather than giving people opportunity to be better than the other it's everyone no matter how hard you work we're going to pay you the same you know and uh, we need our outcome we want just women we want women to be 50% with men so we're not going to hire these men we're going to hire these women, even if they're not qualified. We're going to hire them because that would then create the outcome that we want. We want both men and women in this field. That is what that means. That is equality, or not equality, 
well, it is equality, equality of outcome. That is what that's what we're tr- doing now in this country. You know, it, and it's discriminating. You're discriminating against the men or the qualified people because you want an outcome. You want men and women, as opposed to thinking about what you're doing. You know, and this this whole this pay gap thing is it's out of control because it, we're not really talking about the nitty gritty of what's going on. If we could just eliminate a lot of the factors like what profession they're in, how much overtime, how much time they take off, that kind of thing, and what's left over, you could just say, oh, well, if this is discrimination, let's attack these these groups that are, are hiring because of that, if that's the case. This Google um, engineer or whatever, they, they, they uh, Google has a thing in which they um, they have like a I don't know they express their ideas through emails and I guess like a forum kind of like Jerry Maguire like and Jerry Maguire had a mission statement he's like we should be more happy with people and then they ended up firing him because he said less clients and shit like that and he was trying to be a good guy. Well, this guy did the same kind of thing. He did his mission statement. He gave statistical, analytical data on certain things. He broke down literally what the pay gap was. He goes, in this certain percentage, the, they, more women tend to go into these careers. Like they thrive in the medical community. Like they can all be doctors. But they don't want to be engineers. And there's more men in engineers. They make more money or something to that effect. Then he, he was throwing out stats like time off and and choosing just to raise your kid by, by yourself, which is not a bad thing. I myself have a kid, and both of us work. I would love it if one of us could stay home or take turns or something, but America isn't attuned for that, and that's the real problem. America, the way we, are, we have a, a working structure doesn't give a shit about people raising families it should be a way in which someone could stay home for with the kid if the kid goes to school someone should be able to pick up your kid from your family unit like mother or father but you can't you're not allowed we i work she works our schedules are as such there is no other way around that i mean we can find other jobs because that's so easy no it isn't I, but like, uh, there's a whole American culture out there of people not able to raising, not able to raise their kids. They'll, they'll have to go to daycare just so they can make meet, ends meet. They gotta, they gotta have babysitters, or something like that, or leave their kid unattended. Like I was, I was unattended. I didn't have a babysitter. I was just by myself, fucking ninety nine percent of the time, doing God knows what, you know, bad shit. Cause I'm acting out. I got no one. No one's fucking watching me. I'm gonna break some shit. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna get with these ki- these kids, and they do bad shit. I do bad shit because they accept me as a family. You know, I mean, that's what's happening. And, and you got this. Uh, the, pay gap and everything like that and they you got people wanting to raise their kids and i mean i'm leading into a lot of things here but i mean like i'll tell you what would this is how it would work if you had a way in which one of the parents could stay home or switch off or something like that while maintaining the status quo of how much they make there you go you would create a better child child would then go into things and if you want women to be in a certain field. Just be honest with this whole pay gap thing and talk about the real statistics. 
you know uh, th there should be a real debate but there isn't that's just the way it is oh that's the same and the same thing teams leads to losers lasers what is this Lakers labels yeah teams labels that's what people do they, they they find a simple uh, subject matter, and they be that becomes the narrative of what they're talking about. You have the pay gap. So if you want to dispute that or discuss it, even discuss it, you're obviously a sexist. Sexist? A feminist? No. Sexist? Misogynist? Something like that. One of those bad derogatory terms. Now, that guy at Google, he did that. He broke it down, and they fucking fired him because people were like, oh, uh, this is offensive. It's obviously sexist and stuff like that. No, that guy put out his thoughts. If you wanted to dispute him, then you should have put out your own mission statement. And speech should beat speech. It's not like he was speaking hate, like fuck everyone and everything else. He didn't do that. No, he didn't. He was like, hey, this is how it is, blah, 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 blah. Then you go, hey, look, Earth is not flat. Or whatever you don't just like flat out label him as a commie or some shit like that but that's how people are if you go back to caveman days that's what we did we just uh whatever the big group was you didn't want to be outside the group so you had to stay but i think i truly do think what made us move forward in life are those people who thought outside the box and was able to analyze the tribe and the group and say, hey, look, I think what we're doing is wrong. The area that we're in is wrong. We should move to another area. Fuck that guy, everyone says. But then maybe they someone listens and they take a chance and they're right. Something like that. This guy is outside the tribe and he says that. Now he's going to sue Google and I hope he wins. Because you want to you liars and you, you try to encourage free thought and you censored free thought by firing him. He didn't match whatever. They handled it all wrong. The best way to do it is send him somewhere far away where his job became shitty and he quit. That would have been the clever way and the more diabolical way. But Google, you know, as big as they are, you know, they didn't think this one little guy could do anything. He was, a, he was like a bug. And they just stepped on him. But this bug fought back. And, uh, yeah, man. Why is it that when someone poses a thought that's different from the main narrative, do we just ridicule them or not even listen? We just label them. We don't even try to listen. And I find it that that's what people do nowadays. We don't talk to each other to try to understand each other. We talk to each other to oppress one another. Hey, I want my ideal pushed onto you or vice versa. As opposed to, yeah, I hear what you're saying. We can do that. Compromise. You know? Shit, uh, I was going to say, I got an argument with my wife. We were talking about um, my kid. He, uh, he, he said something wrong. Like he heard something and he, and he said it out loud wrong. And I took that opportunity to express, hey, man, look, it, would you see what you heard and what you said are two different things. That makes it wrong. You know, you do this all the time. You and that and that's bad. I shouldn't have said all the time. I should have said most of the time. I was trying to explain to him that sometimes you'll hear things one way and not really hear it right, and then repeat it. So there's a, there's a, there's a chance you could be wrong. Because one time he okay. So one time when th he was thinking that corn 
was Indian corn and pilgrim corn just because of how it looked. And I explained to him, no, that's not right. You know, it's just a wild uh, corn. It's not, there's no such thing as pilgrim corn. Or maybe there is, I don't know. But he said, I learned it from school. And, da, 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 da. And, he, and I was trying to explain to him that he misunderstood what they were saying. You know, he does this a lot. Like he'll say, well, my teacher said this, this, and this. And he'd be totally wrong. And then we're trying to explain to him why he's wrong. But he didn't understand that what he heard, he heard wrong and then made a mistake. And that's what we do as people. We, we hear something, quantify it, and say, oh, that's it. That is the end of it. This is what he's talking about, and that's it. So I'm going to shut you down by calling you racist, sexist, uh, misogynistic, uh, fucking anything, right? And uh, my wife's like, hey, what the fuck, you know, all you're doing is yelling. I'm like, I'm trying to explain this problem. And then she, and then she had already quantified what I said. She said, uh, you're just repeating yourself. And I'm like, I'm not repeating myself. I'm trying to uh teach a lesson here i'm using this 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 mistake that that's just fresh in his mind and i'm trying to make it into a thing in which he understands next time he says something and someone says hey you're wrong he will have you know engaged his uh intellectual side and think oh you know what let me think why is he saying i'm wrong i thought it was like this and maybe use his brain just a little bit more i find that in every instance is a challenge to 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 learn something and I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to make that flourish, you know. I want to, you know, grow it like a plant, you know. But my wife, all she hears is me just droning on, and I get that. And when uh, she she questioned me, it got to a thing where we were discussing. This is, this goes back to one of my podcasts, The Nature of Truth. She thinks I'm repeating. I'm trying to defend myself on repeating. But in reality, what was the main point of our conversation was I'm trying to teach this kid one thing. And um, I'm trying to make this grow like a domino effect. And he's and, and that's what I was trying to do. But I didn't explain that. I'm too busy trying to explain I'm not repeating myself. So we're going back and forth. And I'm like, you know what? I think what happened here is a misunderstanding. I'm not repeating myself. I'm trying to. I'm going through a process where I'm trying to teach him. I wasn't born with the knowledge of everything on earth. All I know is that I'm just trying to teach a lesson through this. He made a mistake here, but other times he's made a mistake similar. And I was kind of hoping to create an aha moment, you know? An epiphany, as it were. And... Um, she understood after I said that, but I took a step back and I thought about the truth of what we're talking about. What was the main intent of what I was doing? See, I'm, I'm trying to express I'm doing it right. She's expressing I'm doing it wrong, but I can explain what I'm trying to do. And although it may be wrong in the process, I'll finally get there because we're a team. Yeah, and that's how that worked out. What was the other thing I was going to bring up? Yeah, so, like, I was playing this Dragon Ball game. We're still unriffing, so shit your faces, everyone. A long podcast. We're going to call this Mega Podcast 25. Uh-oh. What was I saying? So, I was uh, playing Dragon Ball, and there's a character called Majin Buu. And he's a guy with pants and no shirt. A little monster-looking thing. That is who Majin Buu is. He's pink, pants, little body like muscular body with no shirt and they created a female version of that where instead of a tail on his head 
uh, or her head is a tail on her, her butt, you know. But it's not like you can see it. So she's still wearing pants. Now, if she's going to look like Majin Buu, she should have no shirt. But no, they gave her a tube top, which is like covering her, you know, breasts. And I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But my kid was like, oh, she's showing too much skin and da-da-da-da. And I tried to explain why. I mean, I'm like, yeah, they... I understand what they did. And why is that a bad thing, though? Like, if a woman wants to show her physique. And this is art. We're talking about cart- cartoons and they're drawing them. Because they can draw muscular men characters, but they can't draw, like, feminine uh, characters. What do you got? They got to wear, like, a burka. And I was thinking to myself, like, this is where our society is moving towards. Uh, through... <laughs> Through trying to create a, a, a thing in which we're not trying to show women off as objects, we're going to have to cover them up. We're going to go to a, a, a Puritan-like state where women are just going to cover their whole bodies, you know, because they don't want to be over-sexualized, you know. And they did it to themselves. Rather than being free to do whatever you want, you should be free to wear whatever you want. And if, you, if you're creating a character, you should be free to do whatever you want. Because if you can draw a buff guy, then equality should should you should be able to draw a buff girl, or whatever physique you're trying to go for. I, I digress. I'm just it's just not fair that you can draw buff white or what white guys buff dudes with no shirts, but you can't draw girls buff with no shirt. Or I mean a tube top. I think if you want to protect those private parts, then do it. But they gotta show off their muscles, you know. And I guess, yeah, you want to say it's over-sexualized, but is it really? I mean, like, what's it, what's it with the guys? That's just the sensibility of how you think of people. Man with no shirts, they're not sexualized. Girls with no shirts, they're sexualized. And what is that, really? Is that a... Wh- wh- how is that thought process? You, reach out to me, people of the Podcast For Me fan club. <laughs> at uh, podcast for me at gmail.com or at, uh, you can get me on the SoundCloud if you have an account or iTunes you can leave me a review and shit on my podcast or explain hit me on the Gmail or Facebook or even Twitter a podcast for me because I just need to know what is that you can have buff dude but you can't have buff girl or you have a guy with the no shirt but you can't have a girl with no shirt but with a shirt maybe it's just a tube top I don't know I don't know it's like people don't want to think about it. They just want to be okay and like say, hey, this is it. Huh. Promoting news of terrorism should add a fact like, yeah. Hmm. All right. My last final thought was news. The news promotes terrorism and all sorts of things. You know, like how many terrorists killed a bunch of things. And I don't even know why the Muslims are getting the the ass end of this the spectrum because it's mostly white guys who are doing all this murdering and stuff in america they're doing most of the terrorism but they don't call it terrorism i don't know i don't understand what's happening here but it doesn't happen as much as you think and when it does happen i think the news should put another thing like for instance if a guy kills 61 people say people 400,000 people died of diabetes this year and this guy killed 67. So, I mean, like, with a grain of salt, think about it. You know, this guy did kill a bunch of people, and that fucking sucks. Diabetes killed a bunch more. Cardiovascular disease killed a bunch of other people, too. I mean, you could die in your fucking car. That's like 30,000 people right there. 
So when you say uh, 861 people died, that's what the news should do. They should throw a stat out there. If they're going to fucking report something, I mean, they really should stop this whole terrorizing people as they read the news. Because that's what this is. It should be a law or something like that. Say something like to the effect of, uh, this guy killed 10 people. 482 people died of flu. <laughs> Get your flu shot. I mean, it's not like it's um, not just continue. What's the word? It's not negating what the news story is. The news is supposed to report what's going on, right? So they reported the terrorist attack, and that's legit. Uh, fuck that person, you know? Like, don't give him credit. Don't even give him credit. Don't even put his name out there. This guy killed a bunch of people. Boom. You know, then the Americans got him and killed him, or something shit like that. Or another white guy kills a bunch of people. This is why he's fucked up. Something like that. And then say something to the effect of 5,000 people died while a baby got a hold of a gun. That's a thing, man. That is an actual stat. Like people, like little babies can somehow automatically get a gun. Not automatically. Somehow by accident get a gun and shoot a kid. You know, that happens. Yet there's more of that going on than people, you know, fucking being terrorists. But that's all we ever focus on. Well... That is it, guys. This is a longer podcast than normal, but I tried something new. And beast mode. Um, so, so I'm going to do an outro here. Should I announce the outro? So what did I have? Oh, no, I'm going to do top ten. Oh, you guys were trying to sign off. I have to do my top ten. So Clint Eastwood's coming out with the movie. And so they had this on Yahoo. The ten best movies directed by Clint Eastwood. Here we go. Let's get into it. Oh, I love me some top ten. Uh, letters from Emo Jima. I never watched this movie. I always wanted to. But this is more of the movie about, uh, you know, there's a movie called Flags of Her Father. Like what happened on in World War II on Emo Jima. This is the opposite end. What happened to the Japanese. I watched part of it. It's fucking crazy. That's actually a pretty good movie. I watched part of it. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, what's number nine? Bird. For his saxophone, Bird Parker played. I guess that was a good movie. I don't know what that's about. It's about a jazz player. Uh, number eight was White Hunter Blackheart. He directed that. Playing John Hudson, inspired filmmaker who ventures to Africa to make his latest movie. Eastwood is a marvel. 1910. Director, subtitle. I don't know this movie. Number seven, this movie made a lot of money. Bridges of Madison County. Looks boring as fuck. I don't know about that. number seven. Bronco Billy was number what is this six? I don't know what this movie's about either. Uh, Canon 1980s drama salesman carnival sharpshooter. Don't care. Ah, number five, Million Dollar Baby. That is a good fucking movie. Million Dollar Baby is about this like lady who's a white trash who gets with this boxer teacher guy who's looking for uh who's looking for uh, a mentor or like uh, like a kid to teach or some shit like that he teaches this lady how to box she's fucking badass he takes her all around the world and then by, by a freak accident she loses her ability to to move and then uh, he aids her in her death yeah it's real sad high plains drifter number four as a western he was in a lot of western is he blue eyes in this one uh, whatever a perfect role he's in that or did he direct that 
you know, features the finest performance in career. Kevin Costner. Uh, Perfect World is pretty cool. Kevin Costner is kind of like a bad guy who uh, gets with this kid and ends up getting shot. I think he's a, I think the kid's like a Jehovah's Witness, and this kid, this guy teaches this kid all his stuff, you know. Father's son, false promises. Yeah, he takes the kid as a, as a prisoner or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah he ends up dying. Sucks. Number two, Unforgiven. That's a great fucking movie. You ever watch that? That's that's really good. It's it's just a bunch of random shit happening. This dude terrorizes a town. Bunch of hookers get this guy and another person to kill him. He comes to the town. His best friend dies, and this guy fucking goes crazy and kills everybody. Cool. It, it looked real too. Like when you watch that movie, a bunch of real shits going down. Like. Like his kid's like six and seven, and he leaves them there for days, you know, while he goes to fucking kill this dude. That's a really good movie. Number one, The Outlaw, Josie Wales. Another Western. I don't really care. I think Unforgiven should have been number one. I don't know, man. Grant Trino was pretty good. What the fuck? These guys suck, dude. And, and I liked American Sniper. Fuck them. Fuck this list. Fuck you, Yahoo. That's what I say. All right, everybody. Uh, so when you're talking to somebody, try to understand the truth of what you're trying to get to. That way it would be easier for you to discuss awesome subjects. So rather than arguing about something that has nothing to do with your, what you're talking about, try to try to get past that point. <laughs> Stop arguing what the cloud looks like. If the cloud looks like a pizza, another person says it's a giraffe, just try to agree that it's a cloud. <laughs> okay? All right. Well, try to be the better you than you were yesterday, and everyone stay frosty. And that was supposed to pause, but for some reason it didn't. So stay frosty again.